Now, this is, again, COVID vaccinations volumes in three, two, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Title Health on Point. I'm Roger Fallabout, Director of Strategic Communications at Title Health. And today we're talking about a subject that we hoped at this point we wouldn't be. But COVID has not gone away. In fact, the numbers are on the rise. Volumes at our hospital and hospitals across the United States, staggering. But there's hope with your help. And here to discuss that with us is Jim Trumbull. Dr. Trumbull is the Vice President of Clinical Integration at Tidal Health, and he also led the mass vaccination clinical side when that clinic was in operation here in Salisbury. Jim, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Roger. It is always great to have you here. As we said, we hoped that we wouldn't be having this discussion with you on December 15, but here we are. Why are the numbers creeping up again? So there's a couple of things that uh, play into this. Uh, number one, if you might remember about a month ago, there was a surge across New England over into the Midwest. And coupling with that, we had Thanksgiving where lots of people got together and then traveled back home. So that's in this time frame, that's what we're looking at. That's that surge as well as the Thanksgiving get together that we're seeing impacting us at this point. Let's, let's talk about COVID we're slammed. And I mean, that's probably the best way to describe it. Uh, hospitals across the United States, volumes are through the roof. Emergency department volumes are even worse. So what can we do about it? I know we talk a lot about appropriate places of care, appropriate time, appropriate location. And, and many times that's not the emergency department. So as a physician, what recommendation would you provide on what we can do to help out our healthcare teams who are really going through a very difficult time right now? So, yeah, excellent point. I mean, it, you know, and, and let's just talk about some of those numbers that go along with that, right? You know, yesterday we had 315 patients in the hospital. Today we have uh, over 300. Um, 53 of them are COVID patients, seven of which are patients under investigation for COVID. That is a fourfold increase from where we were 10 days ago. I mean, it has really jumped up on us just that fast. And, you know, and, and it is a struggle. I mean, it's exhausting for our staff. And, of course, Title Health will be here for our community. But part of this, we need our community to be here for us as well. And part of that is knowing where to go for, for the care that you need. So is it a primary care issue? Is it something that you've had going on or a relatively straightforward problem? Please call your primary care doctor. If you don't have one, medical partners, our Title Health Medical Partners is, is open for business. Uh, our community health workers will help you get a primary care doctor if you need that help. If you need urgent care for something minor, a minor injury, a sore throat, that's great. And, and if you need you know, truly emergency care, then yes, we're open and we're here to help you. But please take the time to think about what is the best place for me to receive care at this point. And keep in mind, we're a hospital licensed for 266 beds. You've just mentioned we're over 300 people in the house. So that should give you a really good idea of just how stressed this healthcare team is. Talking about that stress, Jim, if we don't get this under control, what are some of the things that we're facing? I know that we canceled elective surgeries before. Is that something that we could be looking at again? Well, that's always a possibility. And obviously, we hope and we're trying very hard not to do that. 
I mean, that's, that's something we hold very dear and it's important to us to serve the community in that sense. So whether it's trauma care or cardiac care, strokes, you know, the list goes on of the things that we provide to the community here as a referral and tertiary care center. But that becomes harder and harder. And, and we are seeing staff that have left or they're exhausted. And, and, this, and even though many things have gone back to kind of normal in the community here, we're going out to dinner again, going to see shows, it's not the same in the hospital. We are still, you know, at breakneck pace. And, and I don't think we're certainly at a breaking point at this, at this stage of the game. Um, and I certainly hope we don't get there, but you know, it is, it is exhausting uh, you know, and our, our staff are exhausted. So it's very trying for us right now. I know I heard yesterday that we were at status black in the emergency department, which means we're, we're simply out of any available space. I have never, maybe once or twice in my 23 year history, at the organization, we have been status black. So again, if you're looking for the indication of just how busy it is, that's another one of those real clear-cut indications. And, you know, the word that we've thrown around a lot in the last 20 months during this pandemic is crisis. But really, this is a modern-day crisis like we haven't seen since maybe the flu pandemic of the, uh, of the 1917s, 1918s. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, and, and in fact, you know, t- the status black, I mean, that's that's really quite dire. It means we have no beds available in the emergency department. We have EMS still coming in, uh, and we have no telemetry beds, no cardiac beds in the hospital. So it really puts us in a, in a, in a, a very difficult position at that point. Um, you know, it's, it, is, it is that struggle, and, and you know, and, and it's important to keep that in mind because it's, it's not just Delta that we're dealing with, which is what we're dealing with at this point, sure. but Omicron's on the rise. This is not going to really improve for us in the near future. So we have to be very thoughtful about how we're approaching healthcare and how our community is looking at us for the things that they need. I've heard a lot of talk as well about Omicron not being as deadly, as significant a variant as Delta. Is that really the case from a clinical stand? So there is some changes in the structure of Omicron uh, that made it initially concerning. Uh, it does seem to spread faster, uh, but the the initial data it looks like it's not as deadly or you know or causing as severe a disease. But you got to keep a piece of this in mind that you know we're really talking about otherwise healthy people. When you're talking about those with chronic diseases like diabetes or those who are immune suppressed, like those with cancer getting chemotherapy, they're still at risk, and it, they are our neighbors, our friends, our loved ones that we still need to be on the lookout for them. So it doesn't change necessarily how we're approaching things. So we've still got to be very cognizant of that. I'd like you to talk about this, if you don't mind. I know that we have a very high percentage of the people that we're caring for who are unvaccinated. We've said this before, you cut your teeth as an emergency department physician. So you've seen a lot of this stuff, maybe, maybe not to this degree, but you've certainly seen a lot of stuff in your career. How important are vaccinations and why should we still be pushing that message of vaccination? Yeah, absolutely. Vaccines are key to this. And even still with all of these variants. So what we're looking at here is that what both with Delta and with Omicron, that the vaccines and the boosters for that matter, increase your antibody level. And by increasing that antibody level, there's more soldiers at the gate for us inside our bodies to be ready to attack and destroy those viruses as they try to invade us. 
So it, it's, it, you know, and you can't stress enough that boosters and how important they are. You know, had we been able to see this in advance before Thanksgiving, you would have wanted to get that booster two weeks in advance. Same holds true for Christmas. So we're two weeks in advance was last Saturday. But it doesn't mean that a booster is still not worthwhile today. So go out and get it. It's still very, very important and, and very helpful uh, to reducing that risk especially when you think about how many people are going to be visiting family members. You don't always know, even amongst family members, who may have a chronic disease, who may be getting treated for some you know, cancer or illness that puts them at risk. Sure, and, and imagine how badly you would feel if it was you who made your grandmother sick, your mom and dad sick, any member of your family. You brought up a great point. Christmas is right around the corner, and people are going to be traveling stopping at different places, visiting with family again. We saw what happened after Thanksgiving. We got that spike. Now, now, thankfully, we're starting to come down a little bit, but the numbers are still really high over at the hospital. What advice would you have for people who are going to be traveling and seeing family this Christmas season? So first of all, get vaccinated. I mean, it's really as simple as that. And if you're already vaccinated, get the booster. Um, but I think this is something, and I know how you know fatiguing it is that, and how long this has gone on, but use a mask. Please use a mask. I mean, this is one simple way that we can actually prevent transmission to and from each other. You know, even especially when you think about if you have those family members who are at risk, they've got diabetes, heart failure, they're getting treated for cancer or any number of other you know, conditions, wearing a mask could save their life. We're approaching some peak numbers that we saw in, in 2020. I mean, it's, it's absolutely that dire again uh, that we certainly take care of, of all of this. But from, from, a, from a clinical standpoint and, and what you know about the people that we're seeing in the hospital, what is the severity of the illness? How sick are people this time around? You know, it, it looks in my mind, uh, you know, as, as I look at some of our numbers and some of the cases, uh, really uh, as bad, if not worse, than when we first started in 2020. Uh, I did a, a review of, of a bunch of cases from the beginning of the year, and we're really looking at three groups. We're looking at unvaccinated, which makes up probably 80-85% of all of our cases in the hospital, as well as our deaths. And then the other 20% or so are vaccinated people, but again, all immune suppressed, or they have a chronic condition that puts them at risk in uh, an inability to form antibodies the way they need to. Let me ask you this, and I don't know that you have an answer for this, but I'm going to ask you anyhow. Are we at the point now where those who want to be vaccinated are going to be vaccinated and all of this talk about getting out and doing this? Are you concerned that that's falling on deaf ears? I am. You know, it's, you know, I, I really do feel like we, we, if you look at the curve of who's getting vaccinated, it is flattening off. Um, which makes me worried that there's a significant population out there that's just, for whatever reason, not interested. We've looked at hesitancy. We've looked at cultural issues in the area, trying to overcome them with education. Um, but it is, it is frustrating, uh, especially as hardworking and as, uh, in putting themselves out there as our staff are in the hospital and how exhausted they are, that you, know, we, we, you would really hope that we would be more conscientious about you know, caring for each other. And part of that is getting vaccinated and getting the boosters and wearing masks. 
we mentioned at the beginning of the show that, that we hoped we wouldn't be here, but but here we are. We have you back again talking about COVID, and it doesn't look like this thing is going to be going away anytime soon. So we talked about short-term what you can be doing and should be doing, vaccination boosters, masking, uh, hand, hygiene, so hand hygiene, social distancing, all that good stuff for Christmas, but long-term. Uh, what are some of the long-term things that we should be thinking about, too? Keeping in mind that we're probably going to have this for a while. Yeah, well, I think we are. Um, as, as fast as we're seeing these mutations or these variants happen, um, certainly this is either going to become a long-term endemic, uh, which is different than pandemic. It's kind of at a low level out there, or we're going to see a seasonal recurrence like we do with the flu. But either way, I think we're looking at boosters or reimmunization on at least a yearly basis, if not more frequent. Um but, you know, we're, we're still seeing a lot of deaths from this. There is still, you know, the, the downside of having these infections, not to mention the long-term consequences, like sometimes referred to as, as long COVID. Um, so it is, is vitally important to get vaccinated against this and prevent the infection from ever happening. Like your thoughts on this, too. Uh, and this really is kind of a, a sad thing about COVID. When this started out, I mean, when we look back to March of 2020 and when the deaths started occurring, they were primarily in an older population uh, and a population that had other conditions beside COVID. There are a lot younger people dying now from this virus. It's just amazing. Like your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's uh, especially we've really seen this with Delta, and you know, you think back to August and September, we were really seeing it more in the Midwest, Missouri, Arkansas. But this that variant has has been much more aggressive, and as you mentioned, uh, with a much younger population, still seeing a significant older population, still significant numbers of those with chronic conditions uh, being at, put at risk. Uh, but certainly a much higher number in the younger population than we saw before. And that is truly sad. You're absolutely right. And preventable. Get you out of here on this. Uh, I don't think we can say it enough. Vaccine and boosters, make that pitch for me one more time, Dr. Trumbull. Yes, absolutely. Those vaccines, they increase those antibodies to help you. There's that soldiers at the gate waiting to fight off this virus as it tries to attack. So that is the way to prevent this from happening. Vaccination, get the booster, wear your mask. Dr. Jim Trumbull, thanks for being with us again. Appreciate it when you're here, always. Thanks, Roger. And that will do it for this edition of Title Health on Point. If you have an idea of a show in the future that you'd like us to do, please call us, let us know. You can reach me at the hospital at 410-543-7142, or you can email me at roger.fallabout at titlehealth.org. Again, Christmas is coming. Please be safe. Please take precautions to protect yourself and others. Mask up, social distance, keep that great hand hygiene going, and get your vaccination. Get that booster when you qualify. For Dr. Jim Trumbull, I'm Roger. Again, thanks for watching. We'll see you on the next episode of Title Health on Point.